Welcome to the Natural Running Network. My name is Richard Diaz, and what I hope to do is introduce you to some amazing athletes and luminaries from the sports science community, and what has come to be expected, I'll provide some highly opinionated rants on all aspects of endurance sports and my current favorite, obstacle course racing. Now sit tight, grab a cup of coffee, and let's do this. Okay, so I'm back, and uh, I'm not only back, but I have good friend, old friend, Charlie Engel on with me. I chased him down because I heard through the grapevine of the Spartan Trail Race Series, I guess it's called. And yeah, uh, yeah. So Charlie, um, you, you're, help me, Charlie, you're, you're running this thing. How's this work? Yeah. Well, you know what? I am the, by the way, great to talk to you again, Richard. I hope we do this, uh, a dozen more times. Um, it's, it's always fun to be on here because it's uh, you jump right into stuff and <laughs> you, know, you know you don't beat around the bush. So, yeah. so look, Spartan Trail. Yeah, I, I began this conversation with Joe DeSena and and the head of product for Spartan, David Watson, a couple of years ago, and you know we we started having this conversation about trail running and about. They, of course, being a very big company, are interested in finding ways to grow, not just grow the Spartan brand, but anybody who knows Joe knows that he's, he just is a guy that wants to get people off the sofa. I mean, that's what he says all the time. And he, you know, he realized that not everybody wants to do obstacle course racing or maybe is physically able, maybe because of an injury or who knows what? I mean, you and I both know actually everybody's actually capable of it. But, um, you know, when they started looking at trail running, because we are all runners and, and talking about the growth in trail running over this last decade, especially. And, you know, we started looking at ways that we could dip our toe in the water. And so uh, myself, along with Luis Escobar, who most most people in the running, many people running community know, uh, became the co-race directors for this first season of, of races. And so a dozen of them around the country. I've been primarily involved in the West and the East Coast races, rather, and Lewis in the West. And uh, we have a guy, Chris Brown, who's also a very accomplished runner, who's uh, helping out and being co-race director at some of the events also. So you know, they're, they're 10 K's and 21 K's. Most venues have both races. Occasionally, some of the smaller venues, we can only fit a 10 K. So, you know, we're sticking to that, but that's where the idea came. And we're about halfway through the season and, you know, we've learned a lot, but our numbers have been really good. And I can proudly say that like the reviews, you know, if you've ever done a, a, a Spartan race, you always get a review right after and our numbers, our review numbers have actually been off the charts as far as just people being, you know, satisfied with the quality of the events, the difficulty, the organization, everything about it. Well, I don't know if you recall, but you and I did a podcast at World Championships last year, which incidentally is almost a year ago. 
And yeah. The oh topic, God, yeah. yeah, the topic Crazy. of the discussion was this very thing. And it was yep. pretty fresh at the time, and you were discussing logistics of setting up these courses and how they kind of align with uh, existing events around the country. And uh, I thought it was a cool idea, and obviously it's a feeder system to Spartan. It's kind of an introduction, as it will. I, I know people that are a little nervous about potentially getting out and doing an obstacle course race, but they are runners, and they well, run on the trail. That's me. I'm, I'm happy to do that. And so it really does um, put some butter on the toast, so to speak. So Yeah. No, and I, you know, you said it really well because, and look, there's a lot of OCR racers that want to come out and do like the super or whatever it is on Saturday. And then on Sunday, uh, you know, the rate, the trail races are always on Sundays. And so they'll come out on Sunday morning and make a weekend of it and pick up a new cool medal and t-shirt and, you know, do something they, they hadn't done, you know, before, um, and we're getting about, I would say, 50% of our entries are coming from within the OCR community, and the other 50% are trail runners. And it's been a, it's been a nice mix. It's also been a really interesting mix of like who, who is beating whom, because uh, one might expect that the top trail runners, you know, would be taking the prize. And that's been the case in a few races, but I got to tell you, you and I both know some of these obstacle racers, yeah, fast. they are just fast. Right. I mean, they are fast and they're as fast as anybody out there. So you take away the obstacles and they're just, you know, they're crushing it. We're, we're also finding that, as I like to say, the person that's always the plus one, you know, that comes along to support right. their obstacle racer, you know, Anybody, come on, anybody can get out there and, and walk or jog a 10K, even a really hard one. So, you know, while if you're the person that's been on the sidelines, you know, kind of watching because you, you really don't want to do an obstacle race for whatever reason, then now there's something else for you <laughs> to take on. And, you know, that part of it's been really popular. It, it It's a role reversal. So, you know, the OCR racer gets to be there at the finish line to, you know, congratulate their partner for accomplishing something cool. Well, an another way of looking at it, and I just it just came to me while we're talking, is I find, I mean, in, in my world, obviously I'm working with athletes to help them become better runners in the sport. And what I've learned from my experience in working with these athletes over the past five years is that a lot of them fall short in their running ability. And they've mastered the obstacles. A lot of them, I mean, they go to these gyms mm -hmm. and their, their grip strength is off the charts. They're climbing. They're, you know, they're getting all that wired. But that really comes down to a very small segment, really, of your ability to win these races. And I've, you know, I got people wearing shirts all over the country. If you haven't seen one yet, on the back it says, you can't win if you run like shit. And <laughs> I do love that. Have you seen it? So the point being is that let's just say hypothetically that I'm an elite athlete or I'm an age grouper that is competitive and I yeah. may step into a half marathon distance trail run put on by Spartan simply because I want to work on my run skill because it's a different yeah. animal when the gun goes off and all you got to do is run. 
Yep. It just changes the whole dynamic. I've actually encouraged my athletes to get out and do trail races like this Xterra series and some of these races just to work on their ability to develop their running skills. And so yeah. if for no other reason, the spouse aside, the plus one you're speaking of aside, using it as a means to develop your talent as a runner. I think that's probably yeah. a really good adjunct to the whole process. Well, and as you know, the courses that Spartan has in general out there tend to be, I mean, especially the mountain courses, obviously they're on mountains. So you've got a lot of, you know, really strenuous uphill uh, hiking slash running. And then you've got some technical downhill running and, you know, you know, as well as I do, that's, that's a skill to be learned. You know, people think that, oh, you know, going downhill, how hard could that be? Well, if you're, if you're basically the whole time just trying not to fall or you're on the brakes the whole time rather than actually using, you know, the hill to your advantage, I tell people all the time, don't run up steep hills, you know, power hike, because if the way you're going to make up your time, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but if you're, I use Badwater as a great example, you know, I hike up all the steep climbs and then I just crush it going downhill because that's where the speed is. And if I've trained myself to run downhill, that's where I'm actually going to pick people off. You, you can only go so fast unless you're, you know, Killian Journey or somebody, you can only go so fast going, you know, up super steep hills. So you will learn some different skills in these races. Well, going downhill, besides the skill factor and how fast you're able to navigate, this is where people get hurt. You, you, these uh, totally. these twisted ankles <laughs> that I mean you know yeah. I know you, you don't follow social media as much as I do, but I I hate seeing these people posting images of their ankle that looks like ah. um, you know yeah. that is blown up, black and blue yeah. and yeah. Yeah. in essence they're yeah. out of it for months and so yeah. you got it it's it's controlled falling I call it but you need to do it in a way that you know, maximizes the uh, gravity, but, but keeps you safe and doesn't trash your legs. You know, you, you, you and I both know too, that the downhill running is what actually causes more fatigue really than the uphill. Oh yeah. Um, it's, or damage. it's not anaerobic, but muscularly it's the thing that actually beats the crap out of you. Oh yeah. And so what ends so, up happening with a lot, we do this in our clinics, we practice downhill running and we actually do what I call uh, technical terrain training, where I'll get people mm -hmm. on, on a, a, a creek of uh, river rocks and have them run on that just to, you know, develop their acuity, oh. where they put their feet. And that yeah, goes, hand, it's, goes hand in hand with what you're capable of doing down, downhill. And what ends up happening, too, is when you're not well skilled, you put the brakes on on the way down and then you got gravity throwing your body weight at your legs and because you're overstriding yep. to break, you're just getting killed on the way down. And then you get to the flats yeah. and it's time to run. And you got nothing left. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah, I think totally. it's I think it's a nice bit of introduction to the sport. And I think uh, it yeah. will encourage others to maybe dip into the obstacle course thing. And if not, I don't think there's there, there, well, look at it. There's really not much organization in trail running to speak of. To... Well, there's a lot of things going on, Richard, too. I mean, what you just said, sorry I interrupted you. Yeah. But there's this, 
this, um, okay, like North Face, for example, uh, has been in the business for a while. And when they, when they first got in, there were some fears that, you know, oh my gosh, you know, all of a sudden, all the little mom and pop races and uh, sort of the heart of trail running is going to go away, um, you know, because of that. And now, you know, Ragnar came in and, you know, I, I think that what Spartan is contributing already, especially as a feeder program, is nobody was filling that, that gap, that hole of short trail races. So we're, we're all 10K, 21K for this first year. That's not to say that in the future we won't branch out into longer distances. And I can say with certainty that we will branch out into you know, freestanding races where we're not at the same venue as an obstacle course race. But, you know, the obvious way to dip our toe in the water and kind of learn a little more. I mean, Spartan's the biggest sports production company in the world. And and so we know how to put on races. But, you know, trail racing needed to be approached a little differently. And I, I think we've learned a lot. So what we're going to be, though, is a an encourager for the mom and pop races, the small races, the, you know, a feeder program, if you will, where, you know, people will do a couple 10 Ks, they'll do a couple 21 Ks and we'll have some other trail championships, which I think I'll, I'll tell you about in just a minute. We've got a big one coming up later this year. And those will actually end up leading a lot of these new folks getting into trail running to populate, you know, the local ultras and trail races and, you know, and keep this sport growing. It's, it's not a finite number that we're all fighting for. It's a really an unlimited number if we just keep bringing people into the sport. Yeah. So talk to me about the, the series now. Um, are they going to try to essentially follow the same model that they have in their OCR events? For example, yeah. they have the Mountain Series. <laughs> And so you've got to participate yep. in X amount of events in order to qualify for money or whatever. How does it work? Absolutely. No, you nailed it. And there are, like right now, for people that are entering races, you know, you're not, just as in OCR races, you're not eligible for prize money unless you enter the elite category. And, you know, you pay probably 10% more for your entry to be in that category. And as you and I both know, elite is a, it's just a word, you know, you can, you can call yourself elite or whatever, but if you're fighting even for age group awards or for, you know, whatever, I mean, it's, it's, it makes sense. But if you're in the running for cash, then, you know, <laughs> the biggest bummer there can be is to finish, have a podium finish, but you didn't enter the elite category and you, you know, you're not going to get paid. Um, but so just as similar to the OCR format, there will be in the future trail championships that include mountain running. Um, I don't even know what we'd call non-mountain running, but uh, mountain will just be a different category. Um, there will be different distances. There will absolutely be a 24-hour race. There will be um, ultras. There will be a 100K championship in another country um, by next year. That's, a, I think, at this point, a certainty and, you know, so again, for people that like the Spartan experience and want to be kind of part of the, you know, the tribe, my, my joke getting into all this, in fact, for myself personally, 
and you know me well enough to know this is true. I'm not really much of a joiner, quite frankly. <laughs> <laughs> However that old saying goes, you know, like any club that, I don't want to be a member of any club that would have me as a member, something like that. Yeah. That was Groucho Marx or somebody. <laughs> but um, maybe it was WC Fields. But anyway, it, it just was, um, you know, I didn't know how I was going to feel, what it was going to be like. But the fact of the matter is, you know, the work happens when the gun goes off. Like the, you know, there's no difference. You know, a race is a race. And when you're out there on the course, it doesn't matter, you know, where it started and finishes so much. I mean, it's still up to you individually and running as an individual sport as is OCR racing. And you just go out there and work your ass off and do your best. And if you can finish and actually have some, you know, some nice music, and awards and some good food at the end and all the energy that uh, Spartan kind of brings to an event, then, you know, then why not? And I still, though, I still love to go do the, you know, the fat ass races, right? Yeah. There's still the fat ass fifties and stuff out there where there's zero entry fee. You know, you show up on that day. There's no t-shirt. There's no whining. There's no, There's no nothing. And I still love to go do those events too, but you know, the mix of them is quite good. And I think that Spartan, you know, just like some of the other big brands out there, I think it, 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 it brings a certain community to trail running that people are craving. So talk to me about the, the series again. Now I'm assuming that it's basically underway now. I mean, is, are people qualifying? other parts of the country and what have you to be a contender for money right now? Well, it is. And it's a good question, Rich. And we, to, to be blunt though, this, this year has been uh, last year, we had a couple of races and I would call those proof of concept. And you and I talked about them in Tahoe. Um, those went very well, but, and it led us to move forward with this year's race schedule. So we've had, we will have by end of year, 12 events. I think we're about halfway through right now. And um, each of those events does have prize money. It does have awards. It has, you know, age group. It has everything, but you're not qualifying for the trail championship at this point. And actually that's good news for everybody listening to this, because what it actually means, you can enter the trail trail championship where there's way more than like, Man, what is it? It might be $50,000 in prize money, but I mean, we're talking about the race is December 14th. So the trail championship will be a 21K and a 10K December the 14th out there in your neck of the woods at Chamberlain Ranch in Los Olivos, right. California. And so that's you know, a little, that's a little, uh, at, that's a little up the coast from uh, Santa Barbara, correct? By Goleta? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And it's nice rolling terrain, yeah. beautiful single track. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. I mean, that's our, that's our goal. Like that's the kind of race venue we want to have for trail running all the time. So this is um, this, like, this, you know, if I could just cut in, this is Escobar's yeah. backyard. He, he puts on a lot Correct. of events in that area, right? So it's probably a courses. He's totally. already, yeah. So I assume that yeah, he's going to trails. He, he's the, he's the race director for the nine trails race. He's director for, Uh, A bunch of really just amazing races out there. Most people know him, and he will actually be the race director for this trail championship. I will be there in support of him. I mean, it makes sense. It's his backyard. 
Right. And, you know, so he'll, he'll be running the show there and I'll be there next to him, uh, supporting and, you know, making sure we put on the best race possible. I mean, but there's, you know, 21 K first place, male and female, $5,000 each. Yeah. Second place, 4,000, third, 3,000. So it's not like, it's not like there's one big prize and then it drops down to a hundred bucks on second place. Right. It's amazing. Um, and the, and the awards are 10 deep for male and female. And the same is true for the 10 K category, three grand, two grand, a thousand on down and 10 deep in male and female categories. So it's, I don't actually know of any trail series at this point and someone may write in and correct me, but I, I don't know that there's any better prize money, you know, in any series at this point. And by next year, our prize money for just regular races, which right now is like, I think it's $400 for first place in these, in these races. Uh, so it's not a huge amount, but you know what, if you're, if you're a good runner and you show up and run a, a 21k and you get 400 bucks they're they've always been happy about it <laughs> yeah well first of all i know the area and i've actually trained people that competed in escobar's events out there and more so ultra events i believe was the case yeah. i think it, was, it has a 50k that he does out there i believe um yep. and um yeah a couple of my clients actually have participated in many of his i don't think i've ever met Luis, unless I met him with you at, at Tahoe, you know, I'm old, I forget. But we, You know what? He was there in Tahoe, yeah, last year. And he's, man, he's a great guy, funny as hell. Well, I'll be know. there. I'll be uh, I'll be out there uh, this year. So you introduce me. Okay. Nice. I, I would love to. You should have him on sometime. Oh, yeah. Well, I plan on being out there because it's just too damn close for me not to be. Yeah. And you're yeah, there. Well, you need to, you know. You, know? you need to get a couple of your athletes out there and, and go for the big prize, you know? Well, and, trust uh, me, the, I'm, Charlie, I'm telling you, the reason I got a hold of you on this is because I had people bugging me about it. They're going, so what's nice. about this? And what's about that? I said, I said Charlie's doing this. And they're, yeah, well, I heard yeah. there's a lot of money. And I'm like, well, let me find out. And so I no, reached out. No, it's for real. I think that's awesome. It's for real. And all they need to do is go to, you know, Anybody wants all this info, just simply go to, you know, you can Google, everybody knows how to do this, but, you know, Spartan Trail Championship. But you can find it just on the regular Spartan.com website. But if yep. you just Google Spartan Trail Championship, it'll come right up. Maybe you can stick it in your show notes. Yep. Make a note somewhere on your desk there that Richard needs a VIP pass to spectate. 100%. <laughs> I'll tell you what, before we, right as soon as we hang up on this call, I'm going to connect you with um, Luis, uh, my, my trail boss, okay. uh, Josue, and I'm going to, I'm going to connect the two of you uh, in case I fall off a mountain or something between now and then. And that way um, he can go ahead and get you hooked up. If so. you fell off the mountain, you just get right back up and climb back up it. I know you're trying. <laughs> <laughs> the mountain would be sorry. Actually, yeah. I, I would be remiss in telling and not telling you, Rich. I leave a month from today for Africa, actually, for my next big personal adventure, which is the start of my my five point eight series, which is going from you know the lowest elevation on all seven continents oh to the highest. Yeah. So you and I talked about this on the yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. before, but I I finally am starting. You know the. 
the ultimate expedition will be from the Dead Sea to the top of Mount Everest. Right. Um, or a mountain to be named later. Everest is a bit of a mess right now, but, um, you know, but this first expedition is Africa. So I'm going beginning on August 28th. Where? I'll start in uh, Djibouti on the coast of East Africa. There's a lake there that's the lowest land elevation in Africa called Lake Athol. How far is that from Zimbabwe? Uh, Pretty far, pretty far. Why you got you got family there? I have clients there. Nice. I have uh, no, I would love to, sky I mean, racers. Let's and... connect on that, and maybe people can, you know, come, uh, you know, check it out. It's not that far. If they're already there, it's not far. No, I have clients. Uh, but then that, I'll uh... actually cross Djibouti into Ethiopia and the Rift Valley, and all the way across Ethiopia, uh... and then into Kenya, and across Kenya and Tanzania to to uh, Kilimanjaro and then up to the top. It's about 17, 1800 miles, maybe 2000. If I get lost a couple of times, <laughs> please get will. lost, get lost a couple of times. Cause it just adds yeah. to the flavor of your event. No doubt. You know? well, people are always telling me, Rich, they're telling me, Charlie, get lost. And I, I don't know what they mean by that. Try not to take it personally. Oh, uh, <laughs> you know what? I, I, we, I know you've been talking about this type of an event for some time now. So I assume that, a uh, long time. Some of the details got worked out, and uh, you got some yeah. support to make this happen. What, you know what, Rich? I got some support, but I also did that thing. I had some good self-talk, and you and I have had these philosophical conversations before. You know, there are times when, you know, we want to do something so badly. We want to accomplish this thing, and there are people who can help us. And therefore, we reach out to them, as we should, and we ask for help. But then there's the risk of become re- becoming reliant yeah. on whether or not those people come through with money or support or whatever it might be. And, you know, I finally, a few months ago, just made the decision, like, I'm going to go do this. I, I don't care if I'm by myself and, you know, carrying my, you know, my iPhone and a little, a little camera and on a, you know, whatever, I'm going to go do it. And, once I actually made that decision, it was very interesting how things started falling into place. Brands came on board. T-Mobile is a sponsor partner. Um, Dick Sporting Goods is a sponsor partner. Um, Volcom and Spartan, of course, is a, is a partner in this. And so, you know, my goal is to get out there, dude, and cross a big chunk of Africa and meet some people and tell stories because... When it comes down to it, nobody actually wants to see me run 1,700 miles because it would be pretty freaking boring. Yeah. But, um, you know, but the people I encounter is what's interesting. And the communities I pass through and, uh, you know, the ecological circumstances I pass through. And, um, you know, I'm pretty excited about it. I I just launched green.org with a couple of partners of mine uh, last week in New York. And so, um, you know, I'm trying to do some stuff out there, man. That's awesome. I love that. You know, and by the way, I I just feel like I need to create a footnote for those that are listening that don't know who you are. And I don't, I can't imagine. Yeah, just go to my website. Well, well, let me, let me just, let me just fill in the dots for him. Yeah. Charlie. Say nice things about me. I'm going to say nice things. I'm going to tell the truth. Charlie (laughs) ran across the freaking Sahara Desert. It was an HBO special. It was narrated by Matt Damon. 
him and a few other of his friends pulled this thing off. One of the most crazy adventures I'd ever, ever seen. And I knew of Charlie before then. We got to be fast friends since then. But when Charlie starts talking to you about going to run across Africa and you're thinking, oh, this guy must be crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's Charlie. He's going to get it done. He's going to get it done. That's that's good, man. Can you start traveling with me and give me that intro every time? As long as I don't have to run, I'm fine. No, man, you don't. But yeah. look, and if people do want to follow along on this thing, it's just, it, you know, there'll be a link on my website at charlieingo.com where they can just sign up and, you know, I'll, I'll post some updates here and there and they'll get a, they'll get a blog from me as, as you know, because you're, you've been working on a book too. There's uh, you know, my book, came out a couple of years ago and I've, I've really enjoyed getting feedback from people on that because even though it's called running man, it's, it has very little to do with running. No, <laughs> you're, you're the expert in running. Yeah. I, I actually just am, uh, I'm the expert maybe in, in figuring out ways over, uh, life's obstacles. Yeah. Well, you know, there, I don't know anybody's got more grit than you, Charlie. I don't know anybody that's got more. I mean, I got guys that talk talk a game, but dude, you know, I mean, you put one foot in front of the I other. I appreciate that. Yeah, if you tell me you're going to run across Africa, I'm going to wait for you on the other side. I know you're coming. Yeah, yeah, I yeah. appreciate that, man. Yeah. And yeah. that is the attitude you have to go into it with. It's like, like the good stuff doesn't happen until everything goes wrong, and I already know, you know, everything will go wrong. Like that's just the nature of going to do this, and. It's, it's never about having perfect experiences. It's about, you know, adapting to the, to the shit that pops up along the way and it gets, that wants to try to stop you and you have to figure out a way to solve that puzzle. And that's, those are the stories I plan on telling, you know, if I ever quit this stuff. You know, th those are the ones that I want to sit around and tell stories about, not, not what an awesome race I had, you know, that I had this perfect experience because... Quite frankly, those aren't all that interesting. Right. The good news is this. I know that I'll see you at Spartan World Championships. Totally. And we'll hang out and a little I, bit. And I'll then. be done with Africa then, so you'll have to listen to my stories then. You're, well, oh, so yeah, you're leaving. You said August, right? Gonna take about, that one's going to take about 30 days or so. And, um, and then I will. I'll tell you what, though. By the time I see you, I'll be planning for South America already. And, um, you know. This thing's picking up speed, man. So you know, you it just, just it just, just hang on. the the realization just slapped me in the face. I, I guess I glo <laughs> I glossed over the fact that you said a moment ago that you're starting this thing in August. Yeah, a month from now I leave, <sighs> and so I'll be back by the time World Championships come around, and you know, hopefully in one piece with some good you know with some good stories. So. You know, when you, when you get a chance after this is done, would you just send me some logistics on this, even if it's just a matter yeah. of the? Because I have, I, I do have clients in Africa that are trail runners. Yeah, and I think they'd love to uh, kind of yeah. figure out a way to connect with all this. Man, if somebody wants to come out and join me for a while, I got a bunch of people coming to Kilimanjaro to climb with me. You know, there's all kinds of opportunity, and I would love nothing more if they're friends of yours to have them you know, come out and spend some days or miles or whatever. Uh, I'm telling you, I'm on it. I'm going to, tomorrow morning when I talk to him, All right. I'm going to set I'll it up. I'll send you the info right away. All right, Charlie. Look, I, I know you got some stuff you got to get done here. 
Real quick again, uh, Spartan Trail Series championships happening right here in California. Los Olivos, is that right? Yep. Los December Olivos, 14. California. Uh, I need to talk to Escobar. We're going to have to get that worked out. I'm going to plug yep. it. I'm going to be there. I'm going to have a VIP pass so I don't have to park on the moon. And you got it. You know, and I'm going to come hang out, and mm-hmm. I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to witness this. As a matter of fact, I'm going to bring some people who are going to threaten that money. I'm telling ah, you, I got I some love it. I got some folks that are going to be. They may have to buy me dinner for bringing them around. You know, because they're going to win some it. money. They 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 will. If they they walk away with that five grand. You better get a, an agent commission. Something. Please. Something, a Christmas card, yep. something. Yeah. All right, Charlie, thank you so much, and the All best right, to you. Friend. And listen, I won't see you till you're done with Africa, so the very best of luck to you. Yeah. Thank you very much, Rich. We'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right. Well, friends, it's time to bring another show to a close. Be sure and tune in to us next week. We've got a lot of great content in store for you. I want you to tell your friends to check us out. You can always find us on Facebook. Simply go search the Natural Running Network, drop us a message. I'd love to learn more about you and the things you do. And until then, you have an amazing day.